What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? It's a special holiday celebration and whatever. This is the Carmine Davis show, and I am Carmine Davis. What's up? Merry Christmas. Okay, so I cannot lie. Um, I, lo- I love Christmas. It's actually like um, my second favorite holiday, maybe my third. I think my, my first favorite holiday. It's New Year's. Um, I, I love New Year's Eve um, because it's a celebration of bitches doing what they should be able to do every single fucking day the rest of the hundred the rest of the 365 days a year and realizing that you can do whatever you want. It's a fresh new start. Every day for me is a fresh new start. So I feel like New Year's is like the time of year where everybody's in the same mind frame that I am in every fucking day. Which is weird, 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 weird. But I feel like people are just ce- celebrating life and looking pa- looking past the past and looking onward to the future, which is kind of how I live my life every single day. But sex- and second is Thanksgiving because I'm a very I have a I am a very grateful person. Um, I try to show gratitude in everything and I love Thanksgiving food and my third is Christmas and I love Christmas because I love the festivities and the idea and the tradition of Christmas but I'm sitting up okay my issues with Christmas and why I don't really like Christmas as a like why it's not my favorite I love Christmas don't get me wrong but why Christmas is not my favorite, favorite holiday is because of the fake pomp and circumstance. I feel like people behave so opposite of what Christmas is supposed to be like. Christmas is supposed to be that day of relaxation, um, festivities, fun, togetherness, caring, um, just another day where people can stop and pause and relax, drink and be merry. I feel like so many people maybe enjoy Christmas for like an a blip an hour of the day you know what I mean like Christmas stresses people out I hate hearing stories about how people are going in debt for Christmas I hate hearing about people um hustling and bustling and fighting and cussing and actually having to go and drive and fly for miles with family who they don't want to hang out with come back and I literally had the worst time of their lives you know what I mean like I hate hearing stuff like that so that's what I I don't like the I guess the truth can be said about Thanksgiving too but I hate the fake funk that comes with Christmas I feel like people ruin Christmas for me as I got older it's like a puppet show you know, like when you're a kid, like they say, Christmas is for the kids. You know, when you get older and you realize like, oh, this was a fucking sham. Like, mom, you know what I mean? Like, mama should not have been giving me this. You know, like my auntie is in debt. You know, my uncle is in debt. My uncle's a drunk asshole, homophobe, you know, who I hate seeing now that I'm an adult. Um, My on as a Trump supporter, you know what I'm seeing, low key, you know what I mean? And all my cousins, you know, are high as fuck. And, you know, they're really not that funny. They're just high. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a puppy show. And you, when you become older, you see the strings, you know what I'm saying? 
But I love Christmas on my own. <laughs> I like my with my friends. I love it with my mom. I love calling my mom and FaceTiming my mom. I was supposed to go home in Mississippi this year. But that's a dub. My mama is not having that with COVID. I live in Georgia, you know, and we, I can't even front. Like, we do run amok in Georgia. You know, she is not having it. My mama's been on lockdown and she's staying on lockdown. So, we gonna have, I think, Christmas over um, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. But I want it that way. I, ideally, I, I want to I wanna cook or eat. I want to have good food, get drunk, maybe get a little high, just a little bit, a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? And get my stocking stuffed if I can, you know, sneak out and slide with some nigga, you know what I mean, on the low, you know, and, and, and ho, ho, ho. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the perfect Christmas for me. My dogs get all their bones and their goodies, their Christmas goodies. I got all the shit that I want for me or some, you know, whatever nigga wants to buy me something. You know, I don't like family buying me gifts. I don't like friends really buying me gifts. If they do, I want something like funny, cool. Um, like I said previously, you know, I've had some really, really great gifts from my best friends, but they were all really quirky Fun gifts. Those are the gifts I like. I can buy my own clothes and my own shit and pay my own bills. You know, I don't want that. I don't, I don't like that pressure. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. What that Christmas comes with. And not just because of for me, because I want to enjoy my Christmas. I want to have fun and I, and I can't have fun knowing that everybody's worried about what are they going to get me or if their gift is good enough. I hate that. I, I hate that. Like, I cannot stand that pressure that it puts on other people because I don't feel it. Like, hell no. I'm Before I have a bad Christmas, I'll be by my motherfucking self and not worried about none of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because Christmas is supposed to be that. And I wish that we were all on the same page. If you can't afford to give me nothing for Christmas, don't fake the funk and go into debt and get me nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just don't do it. Let's get split a bottle of Hennessy. And let's watch some old movies and let's eat. Even if we got to go to Taco Bell, you know, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm pretty easy. I can buy my own Gucci and shit like that. Like, I can't replace you. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like Christmas has become that to people. And especially this year and with everything that's going on, we are still in a panty. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool. I, I, I'd prefer to Christmas on my own, just like I did Thanksgiving. Like me and my me and my kids, my puppies, you know what I mean, and phew, HBO Max. Are y'all watching Wonder Woman? I can't. I cannot fuck. That's what my highlight for Christmas. I want to get high, get drunk, and watch Wonder Woman and everything that's coming on HBO Max because it's about to be a whole fucking like a vibe. I got my sound system and everything ready. I'm so fucking ready. Like and some good food. I don't know what I'm cooking yet. But I need to get on it. I need to really, really get on it. But anyway, how was your week? You know, how was yours? Like, I hope you stay at home. I hope you're being safe, which I know you're not. You know, none of us are. Even them bitches that are screaming, you know, in a panty. You know, let's be on. Let's keep it real. Like, even if you heard my first show to now, like. Now, I don't go out like that, but we are all going out like that. So it don't matter if I go out like that once, you know what I mean? Like with two people, they're going out with eight or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't know. 
so many of my friends are like half and half about this vaccine. Not even really half and half. I feel like I'm the only one of my friends that are going to get the vaccine. Which I'm like, I can't even front. Like, I don't get it. But at the same time, I do get it because science and and vaccines and what they've done to our people, they really have put in our mind a lot of suspicion. And I can't blame everybody for kind of like side eyeing the vaccine. Like, I can't even funk, like, freak the funk, like, for like decades, like, science and it has been treating people of color like guinea pigs like i mean i think now with all this going on um we're saying a joke you know we need to all kind of we all kind of need to do our part you know what i mean like not be selfish um in these times of fear you know you we need to be brave trust science a little bit because what else do we have you know what i'm saying like I think people are thinking that this is just going to miraculously go away. Um, What are the alternatives? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just keep going around infecting people. There, There's an alt. And and finally, after months of what seemingly didn't seem like there would ever be an alternative, we have one. And I don't think people... I feel like personally... That shit should be non-optional. If you want to come out your motherfucking house, boop, boop, let me see your arm, baby girl. Like, I think, you know what I mean? But I, everybody wants to politicize everything. I don't know. What y'all thinking about the vaccine? Am I the only one who is like, I get the whole waiting thing, but I'm 10, toe, I'm ten toes down about this vaccine. Like, bet it up. Like, I got shit to do. I got people to see. I got money to make. But I've, everybody I talk to, they are not feeling this vaccine. With, and I get it. Like, I can't even front and make it seem like it's just a stupid. I think it's stupid. It's not. Like, I don't, I don't think it's stupid. But I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Tweet me at CarmineDavis.com. Wait, tweet me at CarmineDavis. Um... Email, I mean, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Email me at show at Carmine Davis.com or Carmine Davis show at gmail.com. You have so many ways to reach me. I love reading all this stuff. And I'm going to do a Twitter poll, a Twitter poll and see what y'all think, what y'all think, you know, are you taking a vaccine or not? Um, I also feel like it's, it's like a slap in the face for all the researchers who have worked tirelessly to try to find a resolution, who fought tooth and nail, who, you know, I feel like we have just slapped so many people, like health specialists and scientists. And the, the, through the whole process, we have just been so disrespectful to the people who have worked years tirelessly decades um some you know decades to take care of us and we have slapped so many of them in the face with our distrust and our um all around um we just disrespect healthcare workers 
even us just going out doing our day-to-day thing and expecting for them to take care of us another body in a um an emergency room in a in the covid care you know what i mean after they told us to take our asses and sit our asses at, at the house so at least i think the least we could do is go boop, boop, in the arm and going about a motherfucking day like you know what i'm saying but anyway enough of that you know you came for the hot topic our first segment if you're new to the show first of all follow subscribe like rate and review this podcast i don't do it for my health baby you know come on add it up i know you listen to it we get thousands of listeners like you know we're trying to bridge the gap here like come on like subscribe you listen to us anyway you're gonna tune in every week anyway i see it all the tens of thousands of impressions come on now we need more followers because you be listening every week so who you fronting like who you playing with like you might as well just let's make it official but I can't let that's two different songs. But I can't let you go. I really wanna that's what y'all be doing. Like you really can't this show is a fucking mess and it's bitches <laughs> But I can't let it go. Like, come on. Come on, ho. Like just just follow. I rate the show. I, we have a fun show. You you like the show. Clearly. So go ahead and make it official. But anyway, the hot topic this week, and this is another, I feel like it's a FUBU moment. This is for us. Our, um, <laughs> I love the thing about Keisha Kaor and Gucci Mane. I love about them so much. They are such, um, they're to me, they are black. Um, they're a black iconography to me. They are, um, they are black, what I want to say, royalty. They are. They are black royalty, and they just welcomed their baby boy, Ice Davis. No relation. Maybe. I don't know. You know, we're all related. Now, this is from lovebscott.com. Of course, shout out to lovebscott.com. Um, riding with us from the beginning, giving us the great feed and all that. So Gucci Mane and Keisha Kaor Davis are parents. Keisha took to Instagram to announce the birth of their baby boy, Ice Davis. Ice, Ice. While we didn't get a photo of the little one, Keisha did give us a little maternity photos along with the caption. Oh my God, he is so damn cute and perfect. We can't wait to see him see her post below. I think they did. Okay, so if you go now, they update it and they do have a little photo of the baby, and it's so cute. Ice Davis. We gotta celebrate Black love when we see it. One thing about the thing I love about Gucci, and I I'll always be a Gucci Mane fan because I love his music. I feel like me and him, he if I was a trap rapper, I would be Gucci. Wait, like we literally are like. I feel like he says everything that I'm thinking about like, all the time. Like I fell in love with him a long time ago. I always thought Gucci man was that nigga. And then I think he is so sexy now. I love that. He is a definition of um, a made nigga. You know what I mean? Like a paid nigga. Like he came up 
You know what I mean? Keisha stayed down, flipped his money. Like, that is, to me, goals. This is what you look for in a relationship. Like, that is what... I mean, I ain't never heard about Gucci cheating on Keisha. Ever. And you get one. You know, every every rapper, every every athlete, I feel like, to me, I, I even though I don't tolerate it really well, because I feel like it's probably best for all of us in a relationship if I leave you alone, if you cheat on me. I'm a, I'm that person who you it's just probably best for us cuz I'll never forgive you and you'll probably want to kill my ass after years of I will never get over it. I will never get over it and I will make you pay. But I feel like if you choose to be with a rapper or an athlete or a baller of some sort, a hood nigga, a street nigga, um especially one that's young, you know, they get one incident not a whole cheaterization situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a whole bitch in a family some damn way or a whole nigga somewhere that they fucking, you know what I'm saying, and, and taking care of. That's something different. You know, that's different. But they get one incident, you know, maybe being somewhere they're not supposed to be, taking a picture with some bitch, you know, texting some nigga, you know, some bitch that they're not supposed to be texting. Um, maybe even eating with a bitch but I'm I think it's a hell no it's a hell no for me for almost all of it but I think it's a dub any money exchanging like some large amount of money exchanging um it, sexual intercourse sexual favors if that nigga I don't care what to me I don't know. To me, make it make sense. Like, I really want to know, like, what the fuck do you bitches really and niggas look like forgiving a nigga who got his dick sucked by some bitch while y'all were together with some nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it doesn't really, I don't get it. Like, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, I don't. I, I don't know if it comes with maturity or if it comes with a certain, I won't say low self-esteem, a certain quantity of self-esteem. Like you have to have a certain amount of this type of self-esteem to be able to deal with this certain amount of things. But I am not that person. I, 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 I'm not that person. I never have been, I have overlooked a lot of things, even abuse. Like sometimes at one point when I was dealing with self-esteem issues, I could see why I could literally piss a nigga off to the point where he would want to swing off on me. You know, I could even wrap my brain around that a long time ago, a long time ago. That was like five years ago, but like I'm a whole, I'm a whole brand new bitch busted no but like i'm i'm completely different and i can't fathom i've never been able to overlook infidelity because you putting your dick in some bitch or some nigga is not an accident it's never an accident i don't care what they say and blaming somebody else for it is crazy to me that's a mental illness what the fuck do you look like? But nonetheless, that has, from what I gather, I don't know what's going on in that home, but Gucci is, is on lock. Keisha has been on lock. And if there's any 
like incidents or something they rode with each other i mean she flipped his money when he was in prison do you know what i'm saying like that's mad love she could have took it and dipped on his ass no she's gonna flip that money she's gonna flip them and make more and create a brand for herself she stayed up you know what i'm saying like i did not like that proposal video with gucci I didn't like how he didn't get on one knee. You know, I didn't like that. But maybe, you know, it, it was floor, you know, and, and it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. I felt like he could have got on one knee, but this is a real hood nigga. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a real hood nigga. So, mm, <laughs> that's something that you can overlook. But if that had been me, I would have. Like, no, nigga, get on your motherfucking knees. Like, that's just wrong with me anyway. Like, I feel like niggas don't get on their knees enough. Like, get on your knees. Like, you you know, like. But this is from somebody who won't even get on my knees to suck a nigga's dick. But, like. <laughs> like, this, I, I refuse. I'm not getting on my knees unless we are, like, married. If you want head, lay down. I'm not getting on my fucking knees. Unless we are like, I have to be in love with you. We have to have been fucking forever. I do a lot of things. There's two things that I don't do. And <laughs> I will not get on my knees and suck a nigga's dick while he's standing up. And I won't suck a flaccid dick. I don't want it anywhere near my face. I'm not sucking you to keep get you up. If you are not hard, by the time them draws come off your hips, then let's just, it's a dub. I don't know what, and that's pride. Like, I, I get it. It's pride. But come on now. I've never, I've never had to deal with that. And the rare times that I've had to deal with, like, a flaccid dick in my face, it's a dub. That's a wrap. Like, no, nigga, get the fuck up. Are you not ready? Okay, well, hit me up when you are. What the fuck I look like? Now, and I know a lot, but no, it don't. Like, if if it takes you all that, if it does, you know, no, I'm lying. You know when I have had a flaccid dick in my face? That nigga was over 50-something years old. And he was, you know what I mean, bred it up. So, yeah, I took it to the face and helped him out. But somebody in their 30s, 20s, uh-uh. No, I'm not. I, that's my pet peeve. But I'm not getting on my knees. So, like, but I will get on my knees to propose. Without a shadow of a doubt, I will get on my knees. I've even, I would get on my knees and beg for forgiveness before I get on my fucking knees and, and suck a nigga's dick. Some random niggas dick. Like I cannot. I think that it's not cute. I don't. I don't know why. I don't. Just some like especially a random. Now a random hookup is what I mean. Like, like some just random nigga or some fuck buddy that you've been fucking. I'm not getting on my knees to suck your motherfucking dick. That's what you do with your husband. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's something that you do to to me because I think it's it's you know I'm a I'm a writer. I'm an artist more before I'm anything. So I think everything you do is poetry you know what i mean like everything you do is how do i say it? everything you do is is to me at least for i can speak for myself is intentional and it speaks volumes and so 
Getting on your knees for every nigga's dick. This is a big, that's a no. <laughs> uh, I like you, but nigga, please. Like, come off that. Like, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations to Gucci and Keisha K.O.R. from the birth of Ice Davis. I really am excited about that. I love Gucci and Keisha. I love Gucci and I love Ice Davis. No relation. Ice, no relation Davis that I know of. Um, I love Gucci to the to the death of me. I love Gucci. You can't tell me nothing wrong about Gucci. Every song I've ever heard of Gucci has, is hot. I, I love, you can play Gucci for me and I'll listen to Gucci straight through. Like hours. I actually genuinely love Gucci. I love fucking in Gucci. I love working out to Gucci. I love shopping in Gucci. I love chilling with Gucci. Like I love Gucci Mane. Like I really, really do. He's like my favorite, one of my favorite rappers. But anyway, We moving on to the middle segment, which is the artist spotlight segment. But before we move on, just in case you were just listening, you just tuning in, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, rate, and review this podcast. Because like I say, you already know. But if you already know, you should be subscribing. So, whatever. So, the, this week's artist spotlight goes to... You know, okay, so every week, you know, we do an artist spotlight, and sometimes we spotlight artists, and sometimes we just spotlight, um, like, concepts or certain artists um, or certain things, certain, and this, what it really, Whitney Houston, like, she's not in the artist spotlight, we're not, I won't, I, I don't have the show running time to discuss her magnificent career and what she has done for me as an artist and every anybody right now with a mic like I don't I, I don't have the words to to say for her impact like it's it's more than impact you know what I'm saying like every and I don't but I do have a words for people who I think it's strange that Whitney has not been able to rest since they found her in that tub since from the beginning you know what I mean like at all but there's something very odd to me about the way Whitney's death has been in comparison to other famous deaths, um, even artists like Tupac and Biggie seem to have had more solace and peaceful deaths. You know what I mean? Like, I think that Whitney's death was tragic. The truth about her that we all knew right in front of us was, you know, it was evident. But. Okay. Let me just just bring it on home. Okay, so again, this is from lovebscott.com. And um, there's, they're like, first look, Winnie Houston and Bobby Christina's Brown's tragic story examined in new Lifetime documentary. Okay, Lifetime has released the first official trailer for Winnie Houston and Bobby Christina. Didn't we almost have it all? Do you know what I mean? Didn't we almost have it all? Oh, my God. 
an upcoming documentary that follows the lives of the late music icon and her daughter. The all-new documentary spans two hours and will present an in-depth look inside some of the struggles that were faced by the mother and daughter. Chillingly notable, Houston Brown shared many parallel life experiences. Whitney was an icon. This is the first time I've ever spoken about Whitney, her friend Perry Reed says in the trailer. We built this perspective of what the pop princess is, Randy Jackson says. Whitney Houston died on February 11, 2012 at age 48. She died at the Beverly Hills Hotel in California just hours before she was scheduled to perform at Clive Davis's annual programming gala. <sighs> Three years later, on January 31, 2015, the daughter of Whitney and Bobby Brown was found unresponsive in the bathtub of her Roswell, Georgia home and rushed to a hospital. After spending months in various medical facilities, Bobby Christina died on July 26, 2015. She was 22. The fact that she was found in a bathtub with the same fate as her mother doesn't make any sense. Brown's friend, Sarah Beckman, says in the documentary, Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina's Didn't We Almost Have It All will premiere on Saturday, February the 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Lifetime. And um, there's a link in the trailer of the trailer in the description. I'm tired of I'm going to watch it. No, <laughs> I, I want that to be understood that I'm going to watch it because I love Whitney. And I'm sure that's exactly why they keep doing these documentaries. Because Bitches like me. I've seen every Whitney documentary. So first of all, I'm talking uh, from somebody who has a lot of nerve. Um. I I had I did I did watch the Whitney Lifetime movie. I did watch that one. I watched um the Can I Be Me? I watched the Whitney um the one that they did. I love out of all of them, I loved what was the name of that one? I loved Can I Be Me, but I loved Whitney, the documentary Whitney. Um you can check it out on Hulu, I think. But I loved that one. Because I felt like it was right in the middle. It was a story. I felt like that's exactly how I felt like Whitney would want to be remembered. There was so much darkness in Whitney's life. And it. So much darkness. And but it's a darkness that is relatable. Because there are people who are listening to the show right now who are experiencing the same doc, like darkness and have no idea that their lives and the, their things that they're doing and all that is dark. Even like, even when, um, Robin did her, her book and all that, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Hmm. I didn't read the Robin book, um, but I want to. I just, I just don't understand why she just can't rest. I don't understand why she. I understand, but I don't understand. It, it, and her baby. 
And didn't we almost have it all? That is a horrible... That's actually a really good title coming from a production standpoint. But... (laughs) That's a horrible, horrible, like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired. Like... Britney died. I mean, not Britney. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God. Lord, please, 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 God, bring your guardians around Britney, child. Oh, my God. I'm blaming that on the Chardonnay, Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. We do. Oh, my God. Okay. Forget I heard that. Forget I said that. Okay. Whitney died. Years ago, that was like 2012 when Britney died. Oh, Lord, when Whitney died. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I'm thinking about Britney. Not because I think I think of them similarly in the sense of the fact that people just cannot get enough of them, and their their worst or their best. People, there's just something about Whitney and Britney that people just cannot get enough of. Their family drama, their money drama, their their mental health, their demons. And these are women who have literally done nothing for us but give us their best and given us like... <laughs> They set the bar so high and we could not leave what they did on the stage as well enough. We couldn't. These women gave their all on stage in their respective um, field. But we wanted more and more and more of them. And then we look at them now and wonder what, what, what's wrong with them. We did this. We did it to Whitney. Like, we're responsible for what happened to Whitney. We're responsible to, or what, for what's happening to Brittany. Or whatever it is. And, and people want to act like, well, I don't get it. Like, how could you? How could you not? I feel like Whitney mentally went to a dark place. Like, Whitney was always that girl. We just made Whitney to something else. Whitney has been telling us who she was from the beginning. Whitney was somebody who who had problems. Dark, deep-rooted problems. I remember when she talked about her relationship with Bobby. And seeing them and the things that she said about him writing eyes on the wall. And how, how dark that house was in Alpharetta. How deep they'd gotten into drugs. The fact that she went out and recorded and went out and did those and and demanded all these huge amounts of money to just go in, do her due diligence, barely just to go in and binge and hide. And nobody went and got her out. No matter what anyone says, at the end of the day, nobody went and helped her. Nobody intervene they try trying is not enough do you know what i'm saying especially when it comes to women of color and powerful women trying is not enough 
let's be honest, people were, it was about Whitney Inc. And she knew it. The money, even her, I don't know her mama like that, but, and a black woman alive. I don't know. I don't want to say that either because to a certain extent, it's, it's not Sissy's problem. Um, but we have to take responsibility and call a spade a spade. Whitney was a very dark character. She was very smart as well. And she knew there were two different, she would say it all the time. The demon who was the biggest, what's the biggest demon? Oh, well, that'll be me, Diane. You know what I'm saying? Like she knew what the fuck she was saying. Whitney was very eloquent. Whitney was a very smart girl. Her relationship with Bobby Brown was, it made so much sense. He didn't judge her, but he was in the darkness with her, beating on each other, like trying to kill each other, writing eyeballs on the wall, having a drug den. This woman suffered 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 greatly and at the end of it all like she's still not rest resting we want to know more we can't get enough we can't get enough we can't let this lady we can't let this lady live (laughs) and her baby like come on god and honest like I remember reading something or hearing something. They were like, Bobby Christina didn't stand a chance. And she didn't. Like, I remember seeing them on that Lifetime documentary or that reality show. And Bobby Christina was gone. She was gone. Like, she was clearly on drugs. Like, we all have family members like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy how much we are, like, as black people, I'm talking to us because we just are in denial. You know, the poor little rich girl, what she got to be upset about? Her mama rich. You know, she got she just spoiled. These babies have seen that baby has saw some shit. She was taking care of herself. I remember when I saw the Bobby This is not funny. But being Bobby Brown documentary when she would be hiding in cabinets. She was hiding in cabinets. And surprised that somebody went and found her. Bobby Brown was Bobby Christina was taking care of herself. Going and they would just give her some money and make her go away for hours. The demons made their way and slithered their way into her life. I always say this that the devil seems to always be at the door immediately when there's a black child there. It's almost like he knows that there's a black boy or a little black girl there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the devil, the devil finds his way to our children so easily because they're not protected. We have to be real about that. We have to be honest and transparent about that. We do not protect black kids. We don't. We don't. I'll even I'm let's keep it real. Like it's God watching after our black kids. This generation is probably the only generation that I my generation, millennials and you know 
are the only ones that are raising black kids and supporting them and, you know what I mean, sheltering them. I'm going to be real. Like, my mom was great, but my mom was not equipped with what it takes to protect, especially a black child. It takes more than waiting and just making it, dealing with everything or just letting them make it until they're 18 and then sending them out. The devil is already there. He was working his way when you're working all day. And those demons come in in the house that you are inviting. You think they're friends. You think they're family. You think that they're acquaintances. They're already there. Teaching your kids to drink. Teaching your kids to self-doubt. Self-medicate. To 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 not believe in themselves, to question their bodies, to question their sexualities, to question their gen, like to, they attack their, their mental, their body, their spirits. The devil is putting their hands on your baby's pants at the age of three or younger. He's in there sowing seeds of doubt and and misery in your child and a black child's mind when they're two. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why around the age of eight, they're walking around here with the world already on their shoulders because they already know too much. They weren't protected. Let's be honest. Black kids, we don't protect them like we need to. And like even around Christmas, this is Christmas, go, go around your little cousins or your cousins that you grew up with. Even look at your life. Look at your life. You grew up too soon. Nine times out of 10, you grew up way too soon. You know way too much about some shit you're not supposed to know about. You learned it early. A lot of things you learned early. A lot of people got child, like... When I think about like my white friends, you know, they were sheltered so much. So when they get out into the real world, that's when shit starts to crash for them. That's when they start to get exposed to things and they have to run back home to mommy. We can't go home. We don't have a home to run to. So we just continue and to continue. And we have these demons. We learn to function out here. And then we get kids. We repeat the cycle. Uh, well, my mama didn't spoil me. My mama didn't nurse. You know what I mean? Like, no, your mama didn't protect you. Your mom putting you out at 16, 17 years old was not correct. Your mom, no matter how much money your mama could have been Whitney Houston, no matter how much money she had, it was not her because you you were raised poor and now you get to throw money in your baby's hands to get them out the way so you can sit up and go on a bench with your drug abusive husband is not the way and so now you're raising a child into this world Bobby Christina didn't have a chance but she is not alone Most of us are just learning to function in our dysfunction. And looking at Bobby Christina and looking at Whitney Houston is like, (gasps) but you don't have to look far. 
to find the Bobby, the Whitney Houston around you. There's some Whitney Houston's in all of us. There's a Bobby Christina sitting at your dinner table today on Christmas. That dark child who was gone. And you think because she's sitting right there in front of you and she's just making it that she's fine. But there's that darkness around these kids. And because they're black kids, they just get ignored. Oh, she's just crazy. That baby is depressed at 12 fucking years old. Stop giving. I don't know what she got to be depressed about. Look at that Christmas tree. Because, bitch, are you retarded? Bitch, are you retarded? Anyway, that article to that story is in the bio. I mean, the description of this show. I wish we would just let Whitney um, live. I mean, die, honestly. I want her to rest in peace. I want people to stop. I know it's not possible because bitches like me (laughs) will watch it. But at the same time, that's my wish. My Christmas wish is that Bobby Christina and Whitney, I want to see positive things about Whitney. I want to see her legacy be what it what she wanted it to be. Honestly, I felt like what's wrong with that? Whitney having the legacy that she wants, what she worked hard for. Get out of my business. Look at what I've done. But it is fascinating that Lifetime show. Um, Whitney and Bobby, Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina didn't. We almost have it all premieres on Saturday, February sixth at eight p.m. on Eastern on Lifetime. Um, the link to the trailer is in the description. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Fuck, I'm gonna watch it. Okay, anyway, let's move on to the final segment of the show. Um, this is the love, sex, and relationship segment of the show, which is usually the spiciest part of the show. Um, but if before we go on, if you're just tuning in, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because you know the rest. Um, but can you guess the biggest sex trend of 2020? Mm, you probably don't have to guess too hard um you probably do but according to vogue it is sex in public which i totally agree i totally agree i i um the first time i had sex out like the bedroom i want to say i had it my first maybe i was 20 20 20 21 and um I did it in like in a storage room <laughs> and it was one of the most like it was hot and like liberate. It was a Mississippi. So it was like, you know, it was fucking 
hot, hot. And, but literally like it was hot, but it was one of those things where it was like very exhilarating and I'm from the country. So people aren't around a lot. So if I could go back in time, I probably would have had sex. I've had a lot of public sex, actually. (laughs) I've had it. If you are new to the show and you have no idea about my sexual sex capades, um, I've done it on the Marta. (laughs) Well, not all the way. Um, I've done it in the back of an Uber, kind of, sort of. Um, I've done it in the woods, up here by my house. I've done it in the garage, if that counts. Um, I've done it in a bathroom um, at a pizza place. Um, I've done it a lot of different places, but I've always, I felt like, I'm, I see a lot of people doing it in the, dangerous places like in Wendy's drive throughs and shit like that or I don't know like in gas I saw a video of these people fucking in a gas station like in the middle of the night in the middle of the section like between the chips and the fucking Cinnabons like it was like people are like risky these days like people are fucking at the fucking uh on fucking in Six Flags lines at you know or some shit you know what I mean like in 2020 with the quarantine people are outside and they want to fuck outside they don't want to fuck in their rooms anymore they don't want to fuck in their house they don't even want to fucking play they want to be seen like at least with me I didn't really want to be seen I think that's the difference like there are people who are fucking for the risk of, you know, exhilarating, just not being in the room. And there, I feel like there are people who have like, um, that wish to be, I don't know, registered as a sex offender. Um, if you go on Twitter, you just log right now, I could log into my Twitter and there's probably somebody getting their dick sucked, um, in a basket of Robins or some shit like that. And it's like, Why? Like, I, I get that the OnlyFans, um, I, I know a long time ago there was like this, I used to watch this type of porn, um, like in public.com where there were like, but you could tell these were staged. Nowadays, this shit is not staged and it's kind of creepy. Um, I get like for the OnlyFans girls, you want to get this taboo footage, but at what cost? At what cost? Like, I are y'all fucking in like, I mean, like, are you doing the normal type of fucking like in public, like in the car and a wild night on a hike, you know, or are you like getting your ass ate by the frozen pizza section in Publix? Like, I don't know. I like what could like that's what I always try to I have these discussions with my old ex best friend. Like there's a different type of I'm I consider myself a freak, you know, your honor. I'm a freak bitch, you know, handcuffs, leashes, you know, but I don't I think there is there's still a certain amount of self preservation that I have that I don't go too far. Like of course some of the things I've done is a little far for some people 
who are vanilla, you know, but I think we've gone, I think our concept of what is vanilla and what's spicy is crazy now. I think people don't understand that there is a difference in having hot sex and adventurous sex and not caring about your well-being and being fucking freaked out and digmatized and you might need to like I talk about this this is a common theme on the show that you bitches need to go see it y'all don't need a dick appointment y'all need a therapist appointment you need to talk to somebody about your sexual misconduct and I, I you know bitches love to throw that slut shaming thing around but there is a difference like it's not slut shaming it's true concern you, I'm talking to you bitches that are sucking and, and fucking at Piedmont Park. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Piedmont Park. Like, in groups. Like, they be fucking in groups. Y'all know what I'm fucking talking about. Like, no shade. Like, I've done some really, really cool, adventurous stuff. But not in, like, a group. And not, like, I'm doing it with my man. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm doing it with someone who I hook up with all the time. I'm not trailing... Uh, Piedmont Park to look for some Piedmont penis like you know what I'm saying like I'm not in like doing it out there all and about it's it's so weird and like I think there's a difference you know what I mean like I've been to places you know I've had group sex I've had I've even went with my booted group sex parties I've done it all like I've done it but there's a difference between not caring about breaking the law like I don't know. I, I think, or like pulling your dick out and stroking it in front of random people. And like, I think that there's a difference. Like the, the other day, like, no, no, not the other day. A couple of years ago, I was at this thrift store, right? Looking for like a cute little, um, I don't forget, like a t-shirt or something like I could rip up or something like that. And I was looking and for my, my peripheral vision, there was this guy there and he was jerking off. I'm like, nah, this nigga is not jerking off. So I, I kind of ignored it, had my headphones on and I was just shopping. And he kind of turned over on the little, the little rack. And then like, I literally, he made it. So and he started biting his lips and he was literally jerking off. Like, and I was so insulted, insulted because one, it was in Roswell. So, you know, he was some white motherfucker. And I'm like, you know, bitch, you must, you butt your motherfucking head like some old white motherfucker. And then to think that that that's the type of person that I would be in. Like, I'm not no fucking hoe that, you know what I mean? Like, I might be a freak, but I'm not a fucking hoe. Like, I'm not like, I'm far from a hoe. I, your mother's a hoe. Like, I'm not the type you, you'd never come at me like that. Never. I would never come at nobody like that. If we were in a situation where it was a like-minded situation, like a sex party or something like that, like I'm at the fucking thrift store on Ros on Roswell Road trying to get a tea and you over here fucking I, I should have reported his ass, but of course I acted like I didn't see him and I went on about my motherfucking way. But, like, that is the difference. Like, you're not a freak. You are sexually, you are, per, you're a pervert. And I think the fact is that people get equally yoked. 
and they find other perverts that they don't realize that y'all are perverting together. Like that whole idea of like, they're like hotspots, right? Where people are going and like fucking in, in certain bathrooms in certain places, like um, in malls and shit like that. Like married men are going to meet guys in these um, shell stations or these huge bathrooms somewhere and they are fucking and sucking in there. You know what I mean? Like a lot in a bathroom, a bunch of them. And I get it. It's kind of, but what if you, you get a bitch like me that's coming in here just to come and pee? You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. I don't know. I really don't know the locations of these places, but I, I know some hoes who know some shit, you know what I'm saying? And it's just weird. Like, I think it's, it's all bad. It's all weird. And I think that the like there's the lines have been blurred so much that the girls don't realize that you could go and do some really and you could be registered as a sex offender for doing all this shit. Sure. If they caught me and my boo, you know, fucking on the side of the road like we did a couple of months ago, you know what I mean? Like, sure, I would have gotten in trouble, but we weren't bothering anybody. We we're trying to have an exciting time, not do you know what I'm saying? Tweet me if you see if if am I crazy? Is there a difference? Educate me. I don't. I think that there is a difference. I think that some people are using this whole sexual liberation thing as a means to be able to do what they want. It's the same people who, to me, I think drink all the time and don't realize that they are alcoholics. I'm grown. I could drink if I want to, but don't realize that the things that they're doing while they're drunk is a crime. Like. You are causing drama and strife in your life and you don't realize that you need to stop drinking. You need to stop being a hoe. Your sexual misconduct is causing issues. You know what I mean? Like with your, I don't think people understand that there's a difference. There's a difference between a bitch that can go and drink, get drunk a little bit and get home and no drama, nothing like that. And then there's a bitch that constantly takes a couple of shots and is ready to fight everybody who that bitch needs to see a therapist. There's that bitch that gets horny and don't give a fuck about who she sticks her dick in or who sticks their dick in her. Like there's a difference. Like there, there is a difference in my point of view. Like I think there is a difference and I feel like people in 2020 have tried to blur the line so much that they don't realize that there is a big motherfucking difference. It's not what you do all the time. It's how you do it and how much you do it and why you do it. Like, and these are questions that girls are not asking themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Like tweet me, if hit me if I'm wrong, like mention me if I'm wrong, like tweet me at uh, CarmineDavis.com, uh, tweet me at CarmineDavis, Instagram.com slash CarmineDavis you know, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, like, email me if you don't want to tell your little freaky stories, or if you want to read me, I've gotten read before or you thought you tried to read, you know what I mean? Like I didn't respond, but I got y'all's emails, bitch. Like I don't be stunning y'all hoes cause y'all is wrong. Y'all are dead motherfucking wrong. Like nothing, you know what I mean? But this particular situation, like, I, I, I do want to, because I don't want to be slut-shaming people, but I think there's something that people need to realize, like, because it's popular and everybody's like, everything goes kind of thing, that doesn't mean that, girl, like, that doesn't mean that that's a good look for long term. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I think... I think people are not thinking logically. People are thinking because so many different people have the same mental disease as they do that it's okay. 
everybody goes and you know pulls a dick out by the dumpster and sees somebody want to come and suck it no and yeah and a lot of people go to jail for that shit like i don't know i and you know it's judgmental like it's not like it's it's real like we need to it's concern like i'm concerned for you hoes like i really am i'm not trying to be funny like i'm not like i don't understand why can't you keep your pussy in your pants why can't you keep your dick in your pants? Like, what is it? What's going on? Like, we have, like I said before, prior, like, we have to be real. Like, it's there. The devil has been at a lot of our doorsteps and has done a lot of things and exposed us to a lot of things that we need to do the work to get rid of. And that is one of them. That is one of them. Like, some, some people have been very hurt and exposed to a lot. And people just, you know, um, not holding these people accountable is not getting them the help up until they they're into some situation that they can't get themselves out of or they are so deep into this whole life that they don't know another way you can't have a functioning relationships you, i mean you can't like you can't have friends you can't have um boyfriends you can't have uh, even family like your whole ways affects your families your whole ways affect your your relationships. If you constantly having fights over your friends over niggas, you're a hoe. That's a problem. It's not their problem. It's your problem. If you are constantly having issues, you can't keep your relationships together because you a hoe. That is you, girl. Like that is a you thing. Like stop. Like I feel like people have to stop. Like and this whole trend. I love you know the idea of you know in public. That's kind of hot. But there's this, it's a fine line between some of the shit that you hoes are doing. Fucking in on playgrounds and shit like, where kids are and shit like that. Like, y'all going too motherfucking far. Y'all are. Ducking out, sure, on some Bannon Road and yada yada, that's hot. But y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. And a Kroger, bitch, by the haagen save it. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, that's a fucking problem. That's hot on OnlyFans. Like, I get it. You know, some of this stuff is kind of scripted. You know what I mean? Like, some of it is fake. And, you know, you really, um, you knew a manager there and blah, blah, blah. It's controlled situations. But you hoes going out here and repeating it and going to jail or all of a sudden a third. Or, you know, like, keep your pussy in your pants. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the show. Merry motherfucking Christmas. Like, we all good. We made it, bitch. Merry motherfucking Christmas. I love y'all. You know, no shade. If you a hoe, you a hoe. But I just want you to be a better hoe. Just so if, if I'm wrong, I want you to come in at... If you see me slipping, I want you to come and fix my crown. Like, we just have to be honest. Like, hoes don't want to be honest with each other no more. You know, and that's a real problem. Like... It's a real problem. Everybody thinks that they real until it's time to be real about some shit. What is, what is being a hoe done for you? Like, I know I said this is the end of the show, but let's, let's, let's clear the air. What have your hoe, as, have you, re- bitch, have you really had fun? Like, I, no, don't give me your commercial answer. Don't give me your Twitter answer. Don't give me your OnlyFans. I love fucking, no, don't give me that. Be for real. Has fucking and, and sex done more damage in your life 
and cause you more drama? Do you have to sit around and think about your sexual ways and feel that guilt for your sexual activities? Do you do you find yourself thinking about not being able to function without sex or not being able to function properly because of sex? Like you got a problem. The same thing with drinking, same thing with drugs. There's all of us get want to get a little high, but bitch, it's been months since I've gotten high or weeks since I've gotten high. Almost yeah, it's been over way over a month before I've gotten high. Before I drank. I drink I'm drinking now, but I haven't before then I haven't had to have a drink in a long ass time. Like it's not something that I have to do to function. And it's not something that is fucking up my life. I'm not losing no money because I'm high. I'm not losing no money or or family relationships because I'm drunk. Like that's the difference. And I want us to go in in that with that energy. But that's the show. I want us to go in 2021 with that energy, holding each other accountable, asking, holding ourselves accountable. Stop lying to our motherfucking self about shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop lying. Stop lying because your other hoe friends have made you feel okay to be a hoe. It's not okay and you know it. But anyway, love you. Bye. You know, Merry motherfucking Christmas and I will see y'all next week.